You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one the podcast and normally we'd be matchmaking from an event the prior weekend but there was no event so we have a few weeks to fill up and we're gonna do something we're gonna do something a little bit different we're gonna begin things with this week's program we're gonna take a look back at the year that was and deliver our top five fights that should have happened in 2020 but ultimately did not for Whatever reason. But before we get into that, I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always in this venture is the co-host, normally the co-matchmaker, the best friend, the PIC, the partner in crime, the prince of positivity himself, Mr. Alex Cayley. How are you, sir? What's up, Mike? I'm doing good. What is up, my best friend? Uh, Yeah, normally I don't like, you know, I'm a forward-thinking person, Mike. I don't like to look back too much, especially with regret, which I think we'll do a little little bit of this special episode is about, right? Kind of just looking back on on things we didn't get in in 2020. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of, it's been a rough year. I know people say this on every show, every year-end show, we're all going to hear that a lot. But, yeah, so we missed out on a lot. You know, people missed out on a lot of things. And in, in this case today, we'll be talking about, you know, we'll be talking about fights, though. So, you know, sticking, sticking just to MMA and uh, fights we wish we'd seen. But other than that, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, and I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about, to do, like, our first reverse uh, on to the next one. Well, b- before we get rolling, uh, I-, I did want to start on a bit of a somber note because on Saturday night, we found out that our great oh. community, this crazy niche space that has been put together here in mixed martial arts has lost one of its great ones, pro wrestler John Huber, otherwise known as Brody Lee of All Elite Wrestling, Luke Harper from WWE fame, passed away from a non-COVID lung issue at the age of 41. Man, this was a horrible, just a horrible thing to see. Just a, a great worker, never a bad word said about him on social media or amongst the, the pro wrestling community. He was a husband and a father, and that hits you know, really hard for me, but he was also a, a huge MMA fan. And, and man, this is a, a massive punch in the gut. Was it not AK? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. So uh, it was just so shocking. I had just checked. I was about to, just before the, it's happened just before the uh, Raptors game was starting. And uh, so I just, you know, as we all do kind of idly checking social media and literally just the first thing that I must've checked 
a minute after that was posted by uh, you know the promotion he works for, All Elite Wrestling. And it's one of those things where your first reaction is, in, at least today's day and age, is, is like, oh, I hope I hope they were hacked. It was just so out of nowhere. Uh, he had been off of TV for a little over a month, I think. But pro wrestling, we see this stuff all the time. You know, we think maybe it's an injury. Uh, and, maybe, you know, so I, I had assumed he had been injured and, and had been cleared up and they were just waiting for the right time to bring him back. I had never imagined that he was suffering from some sort of major illness. Um you know, we won't get the full story on what it was for a while. Maybe it's something he's been dealing with for a long time. Maybe it's a new thing. We don't know. Uh, but either way, just just really horrible. Uh, you know, his wife confirmed it uh, late, later that evening and uh, mentioned that it was, a, like you said, a non-COVID-related lung issue. But, yeah, very sad. Uh, the the, the honorings and the uh, positive comments just started pouring in. My whole feed last night, really for the last probably 12 hours, has just been other people in the industry praising him and uh saying seeing what a good man he was behind the scenes uh in addition of course to be a great performer so it, it was it was really sad and this by the way was also on the same day uh da- danny hodge danny hodge also wrestling great uh also retired who also had done some uh, you know for wrestling as well but also you know of course known for a legendary amateur career uh and uh, a great another obviously a great influence on many wrestlers who eventually would go on to become uh, MMA fighter. So all this stuff, all this combat sports stuff is related. It's all part of the family. Yeah, very, very sad day for the combat sports community on on Saturday. Yeah, uh, we we send our heartfelt condolences to the to the family, the wrestling world, the MMA community who he's touched, his fans, etc. Just a terrible thing to find out about this weekend, and it, it puts things in perspective. That's for sure. So rest in peace, R.I.P. Brody Lee is the hashtag is all over Twitter and. Um, I know it's hard to transition from that news, but I did want to make mention of that before we get into uh, what I think is going to be a really fun show this week, our first of three non-matchmaking editions of the program. Um, So we'll we'll begin the transition now. And listen, AK, this has been a big year for the UFC. They deserve a lot of credit for what they've done this year. It was an interesting year for all the other organizations as well. I mean, they did their best to play catch-up, but the UFC... One million percent set the tone. They had a slew of events and storylines. A lot of things panned out for them. Some did not. And there were some fights that we really wanted to see in 2020 that we didn't. So, you know, maybe we'll see some of them in 2021. Maybe this episode will produce some good karma on on the other side of things. But we're going to run down our top five lists for fights we didn't see in 2020 that we wish you did or should have. But they ultimately did not happen. So, AK, we're going to start with your number five some of these selections might be repeats. Maybe they won't be. You know, you know, we, we, we have similar brains in a lot of ways, and sometimes we think a little bit differently as well, but we're going to find out right now. So, AK, let's begin with your number five fight we didn't get to see in 2020 that we should have for one reason or another. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to surprise this might The only surprise here might be that this wasn't number one, but we must have talked about this matchup a dozen times <laughs> on our own show on various <laughs> You know it's coming. Uh, Neil Magny and Jeff Neal. Neil, Neil on... <laughs> Uh, I know. I feel like I'm gonna say that wasn't number one because no. Uh, I, I I I thought it was a great matchup. Uh, I thought it made a lot of sense for both guys at this stage of their careers. I, I think a much uh, easier, not an easier fighter. I mean, Neil Magny's super tough, but style-wise, an easier opponent for uh, for Jeff Neal at this stage of his career. I think Je- I think you know Wonder Boy, who he eventually fought, was a little too tricky uh, for for Jeff Neal right now. Uh, I think Neil Magny's a little bit more of a of a direct uh, challenge for him than than the very tricky. Uh, Wonder Boy, but yeah, I, I thought the fight made a lot of sense, and and I put it at five um, because I, I I don't know, I, I have a feeling it's one of these fights. I don't know if it's going to get rebooked. Um, I I don't know why. It's kind of a feeling. It, it, certainly rankings wise, they're not too far apart, but I I don't know. I've, I'm worried that the ship has sailed on this one. So that's my fifth for now. Uh, yeah, it could have been higher, but hashtag 
Uh, hashtag Neil on Neil might be might be over. I did have a couple of honorable mentions. That was one of them. Oh, Neil, I, I have Neil on Neil. But my my other honorable mention was from Bellator MVP versus Lorenz Larkin. I wanted to see, but those uh, I thought really hard about my top five. Uh, and trying to figure out how to place them. But my number five ultimately was John Jones versus Francis Ngannou because this could have been a massive fight in 2020. It was right there for us, AK. Both guys wanted it. And yes, I understand John maybe wanted to to bulk up and put on the size and muscle that we're seeing now, but I feel like this was a layup fight to make. It would have been huge. It seems like Money might have been a problem, but come on now. Just just the pure intrigue of a fight of this nature, especially considering the year and the timing of everything happening at the time it, 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 amongst the casuals. I mean, just this would have generated a quarter million pay-per-view buys just amongst the casual viewers by itself, not to mention the hardcore MMA fans. I think this could have done a million buys when both guys were all in on this. I mean, this was, this was too easy. I don't know if the ship has sailed with this fight, but it seems like a lot of ifs are in play now than there was earlier this year when this is a thing. But with that, that is my number five, AK. Yeah, look, I mean, look, John Jones at heavyweight still has a lot of question marks. I I assume it's going to happen. I think I think we all finally assume, and we were all hoping it would finally happen in 2020. But you know, I guess like we said, there's various reasons why it didn't. Of course, COVID threw a wrench in everyone's plans. We we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with like monetary negotiations. Uh, but it does feel like John Jones going to happen. But you're right. Will John Jones and Ganu ever happen? I think we see it in in uh, 2021. I don't know. We'll probably discuss this on another show. I think we see it in 2021 at some point. But it, it did seem like such a good possibility to happen this year. I also, Mike, before going, I'll say, I think our list is going to look very different because uh, I saved a lot of these sort of, I think my list was mostly, I think with the exception of one, mostly uh, fights that were scheduled that didn't happen. So I'm going with more like scheduled fights that we missed out on. But I have a lot of kind of John Jones and Ganu stuff in my in my honorable mentions. But it's good. I think our list will, for the most part, look different other than maybe one or two, maybe one or two, uh, one or two ones. Picks. Yeah. I think I have like a mixed bag of both. As you'll yeah, see yeah. in my number four, AK, I'm Go going with Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling for the Bantamweight title, mostly for oh. the fact that after Aljo submitted Corey Sandhagen in the first round at UFC 250, it took Dana White not minutes, not hours. It took him months to say that Aljo was the number one contender for the title. This was one of the big mysteries of the year, in my opinion, AK. We kept asking ourselves, why is Dana White just not coming out and saying that Aljamain Sterling is the number one contender? Because of that, the UFC finally attempted to put this fight together on the final pay-per-view event of the year. And as we know, it did not end up happening at UFC 256. It seems like we'll see it in early 2021, and it'll still be damn good. But with the run Sterling has been on as of late, getting that quick submission, one of the best submissions of the year, in my opinion, and because the excitement levels for this fight peaked at that time, I mean... Between the links, no matter who was on, when we were talking about fights that we couldn't wait to see at the end of the year, even even above Shamayev and, and Leon Edwards and, and some of the other big fights that were booked, it was always can't wait to see Jan versus Sterling. This is one a lot of people really wanted to see at, to cap off the year. So it was tough that we didn't get to see it. We will see it, but I really wanted to see it in 2020. It is what it is. What is your number four? And then, AK, you can go right into your number three, fantasy uh, football draft style. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I will say I am hoping we see uh, 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 Sterling and Jan in 2021. So that's why I've kind of left. I'm, I'm like, I still believe this is going to happen soon. So maybe I don't need to mention it. But absolutely, we could have seen it this year. Uh, unfortunately, for, for whatever reasons, didn't happen. People, you'll be hearing that a lot this this uh, episode. For whatever reason, so-and-so didn't happen. Uh, you can assume a lot of it has to do with money. Let's put it that way. There's, there's, <laughs> 
when we say that, just assume money's involved. Uh, my number four, this is kind of a weird one, but boy, I was anticipating this fight. I, I really am sad that we missed on uh, Ed Herman and Gerald Mearshart, <laughs> one of the most middleweighty battles in middleweight history, um, which was, I think, was booked for, was this one that was booked for light heavyweight? Yes. Am I crazy? Right. It was. It's so middleweighty that it took place at 205 pounds. That's, <laughs> that's how bizarre. Uh, this one was booked twice, August and September. I think the second time was, I don't remember the first time or second, we lost it kind of at the last minute. Um, I don't remember, which, I, I can't remember. But So that was, yeah, so it was It was August that we lost, Mearshart tested positive. We found out like hours before the event and then they rebooked it in September. And again, it was like lingering effects of COVID. Mm. And then Ed Herman ended up fighting Mike Rodriguez and we knew right. what happened there, which was which was bizarre in its own right. Yeah, the, everything, you know, so we ended up getting kind of a weird middleweighty fight as it is. But And for people, just to tell real quickly, who, who don't understand what I mean by a middleweighty fight, God bless the 185ers, but there was, there was a long history where it just seemed like this division where, uh, even going back to the Anderson Silva days when he was a, the dominant champion, where like your average kind of mid-tier middleweight fight had this kind of gooey, formless... <laughs> like quality to it was not to take away from the fighter but it's just it's just again I, I should pull up random like pull up a random middleweight fight anywhere from like the late 2000s to the to now uh, and you get these weird back and forth three rounds not super high octane brawls i don't know it's hard to if people know when you know you know a middleweight fight when you see one in the ufc let me put it that way uh so that i'm sad we missed on that one this one uh the next one i'm sad about because uh this is my number three i'm sad about because did I, did I make my list too long? Oh, well, whatever. I'm cheating. Uh, I'm sad for uh, Joanne Calderwood because I, I wanted to see her fight Shevchenko. And it's not just that we missed out on what I thought was a great style matchup. I, I, Shevchenko would have been a huge favorite. I would have picked her to win. But I think would have been one of more, one of her more exciting opponents. I think called, I think JoJo really would have would have pushed the pace, would not have been one of her more tentative opponents. I think we would have, would have got a great five-round fight. But it's really sad because then Calderwood, just to stay busy, had to fight uh, Jennifer Maya, which went very poorly for her. Of course, she got submitted. And that title shot really seems far away now. It shouldn't be, but it seems really, really far. Um, so... It, it just really bummed me out. Uh, you know, I think a lot of fans like JoJo. I really want to see her get her finally get that title shot. Didn't happen, uh, and that's that's a matchup that. Gosh, I, I don't know if we see it in 2021 or later. So, just a bummer. Just a bummer there. I really would want to see uh, Shevchenko and Joanne Calderwood. I think our lists are incredibly different. And oh, I think, and I think see the top. And, and, and I think, I think the way just to kind of peel open the curtain. Next week's show is going to be like our prediction show, but then the week mm. after that, we're going to do the top five fights that we want to see in 2021. And mm. I think I'm going to actually take the same approach AK is taking for this show when it comes to that. Like we might, uh. it's this is interesting. But my number three is Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. I mean, there's there's really not much more that needs to be said that hasn't already been thrown out for the world to hear from either of these two guys. I mean, best friends turn mortal enemies. It speaks for itself. This is a pro wrestling storyline if we ever saw one. And yeah, we may see it in 2021, but this would have been huge for 2020, even before the Covington-Woodley fight happened. Like, I felt like the ship sort of sailed on that one. Yeah, there was still some like leftover intrigue from the, the previous few years. Like, we, I think a part of us were like, if Tyron Woodley still has it, like this is the fight that it's going to happen for, and it just didn't, so it didn't deliver. It kind of went the way that we expected it to, but the pure chaos that covington Mazadal could have been this year would have been unbelievable, but in hindsight, that was the more intriguing fight. It's too bad we missed it this year. Maybe we'll see it in 2021, but 
man, there's there's a part of me, AK, that is not holding my breath that we're even going to see that fight in 2021, considering the personality of these guys, what they want, and contractually and all that stuff. But uh, that's my number three. My number two selection, we're sticking at welterweight. Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns for a number of reasons, one of which is Gilbert Burns rose up the proverbial ladder quickly to earn an opportunity to fight for the title, becomes the number one contender, dominant win over Tyron Woodley, knocks out Damian Maya. The guy deserves the shot at the belt. It was set for UFC 251, that it was set for UFC 256, and between COVID-19 and injuries, it didn't happen. And Gilbert Burns, through the midway point of 2020, this was the runaway fighter of the year. Like, And then that just got halted. And now, with this fight coming up between Leon Edwards and Hamzat Chemaev, boy, oh boy, I am not even convinced right now as we record this that Gilbert Burns is going to fight for the title next. Especially if Hamzat Chemaev wins, which would be incredibly unfortunate considering the line of work Burns puts in. But I'll tell you right now, if Hamzat Chemaev beats Leon Edwards on January 20th, I, I, I would put a couple of shekels down that Shemayev will get the title shot over Burns, and it'll suck if that happens. So he might be in a pretty tough spot at the end of this, but the buzz in the welterweight title picture has dropped immensely since July. It's become almost non-existent conversationally, if we're being honest, because Usman's win over Mazadal, I mean, that was a huge buildup to a fight. Everyone was fired up about it, and then Usman won in a, in a fight that not many people are putting on their fighter of the year list. So... This is one of the fights I really wanted to see in 2020. And in a year of chaos, we were left without an AK. And now I don't know if we're going to see it anytime soon, man. And and it sucks to even say that out loud, but that's my gut's telling me. Your thoughts on that? And then what is your number two, my man? So, I mean, what are we... UFC 258. This is just rumors, right? This is not nothing Nothing is close to being official. Nothing's uh, been announced that yet. Was, that was the latest talk, right? The hopes are that it would be February, February pay-per-view, UFC 258. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still confident it gets made. Uh, I do think, cause I do think, uh, Usman will defend his title in the first, you know, in the first quarter of 2021. Uh, as you said, Shema, and I mean, you're right. If Shemaev, uh, beats Edwards, he'll probably just say, give me whenever that, whenever the chance ready to fight, I'll fight on two weeks. <laughs> you know how he is. He'll fight him no, tomorrow. Two, I'll fight him tomorrow. I don't care. So, uh, gosh, I hope they wouldn't do that though. I, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic here and say that they're going to stick with the Burns Usman plan as long as they can. But yes, if for some reason that fight can't be made until like second quarter 2021, then that's that's Shamayev's spot to take. If, if again he beats Edwards, huge if, huge if, but definitely he he'd become the number one guy in line, uh, well behind Usman. If uh, if for if for some reason again, yeah, if Usman burns for some reason can't happen, fingers crossed. I think it will. Uh, then, uh, gosh, why do you put that in my head? <laughs> I just, I just assumed that Burns Usman was still was still going to happen, but you're right. There's no guarantees in this sport, especially with this matchup. This matchup's already had has already had a few hiccups. And uh, oh, in regards to Colby and uh, Masvidal, that was one. That was the, your third, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I still think that fight. Well, two things. I still think that fight's going to happen because uh, I think it's a fight you can make where wins and losses don't matter. One of them could be on a two fight losing streak. One of them could be on a three fight win streak. They could both be on losing streaks. They could both be on win streaks. People are going to want to see that fight. And I'll also say this. I'll say this, Mike. I've been in look. I've I've watched pro wrestling for a long time. I still don't think. I think there's elements of it that are real. I still think this at least started. This may have been. I think they may have worked themselves into a shoot, brother. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> they worked themselves into a shoot, brother. I I I think there was a plan somewhere along the way for them to say, look, we are going to build this up. M- maybe they do hate each other now. Very good chance they do hate each other now. I think somewhere along the way, though, this was a plan to build up a future fight. 
Uh, I've had a lot of people in the industry tell me it's completely real and it's not manufactured at all. I don't believe it. I don't believe. I, I do think people. I do think people have been lied to. I think this has been very, very, a very, very deep undercover operation by Covington and Mazadal that maybe has now gotten out of hand. But I do think it started as a fake pro wrestling feud, and I'm not against it. I don't care. I'm. I think it's. A, I think it's a fun feud anyway. But I will say I'm not. I'm not buying 100% all this supposed animosity. Between bow, bow, bow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, believe me, I got. So <laughs> we got our other shows coming up, Mike. Believe me, I got more. I got more. I got more hot ones in the chamber. Um, my number two. I went now. Now I finally went with one that wasn't really booked. Uh, I but I this was one I thought we, we were almost definitely gonna get this year. Um, Fabrizio Verdum and uh, Fedor, uh, the number two. Oh, I, I, I like thought, that pick. Yeah, I mean, I think. I just assumed there was so much talk right after uh, Verdum, you know, made it clear like, oh, yeah, I'm a free agent now and I'm, I'm very likely not going back to the UFC. Pretty much everyone said he's going to Bellator. He's going to Bellator. He's but he's buddies with Scott Coker, like just signing out. And then right from that conversation, he's going to Bellator and he's going to fight uh, 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 Fedor again. It, it just makes sense. So I'm this one. I was I was not just a fight I wanted. Genuinely surprised when Verdum uh, went to the PFL. Uh, I don't know if there ever was any serious talks to to go to Bellator and work with Coke again and and have that uh, Fedor rematch. I know they spoke about it publicly. I know Fedor uh, Verdum said he'd love to do it, but yeah, uh, that's that's my number two. I, I'd love to see it. I mean, I'm, I don't think the outcome would be that different, but I think it's a really cool fight that people still talk about that first win for Verdum. People still kind of wonder what if Fedor hadn't you know hadn't jumped into his guard and that uh, hadn't you know hadn't fought so daringly as he always does. I'd still want to know too. I think I think these guys put on a great fight even in, even at this stage of their careers. How about your number one, AK? Oh, I'll give you my number one. I kind of cheated here because I didn't realize that this my number one and then and what would have been a, another strong number one candidate uh, were on the same card, same card, same weight class. How did we not see? How did we not see Yair versus Abit this year? <laughs> how did the, again even taking into account the time that was lost to the pandemic? Uh, you know, complications with traveling, of course. You know, uh, for Zabit. How did this fight not happen in, in 2020? This fight has to happen. And, and again, maybe it'll happen in 2021. I, I would assume the gears are always in motion for putting these two together. It's style-wise, a great clash of styles. Uh, uh, both guys are just super exciting on great runs. It's pegged as future champions. I mean, I could see either guy being featherweight champion someday. Uh, and uh, th- there's heat there. There's so much tr- uh, trash has been slung in both directions. People really, really want this fight. I'm so glad we got, you know, the one the one fight that I think people thought was going to fall out that we got, uh, that featherweight. We did get Ortega Zombie. It's fantastic. We got we got a great, great featherweight fight. That, you know, no issues there. Uh, and that one was long delayed. So I still have hopes for fight for Yair and Zabit as well. But um, another featherweight fight that's supposed to happen on the 29th, uh, Ryan Hall, Ricardo Lamas. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I mean, Lamas got the fight anyway. But, man, I wanted that fight for Ryan Hall. I thought this is the one that finally will be... Pe- People will understand what we see, what we in the media see when we talk about like Brian Hall being like legitimately, I think, a top five guy at featherweight or just or at least a problem for anyone in, in the top five. This would have been the proof. This would have been a, a nightmarish fight for Lamas. Maybe Lamas would have won. I don't know. I don't think anyone to beat Ryan Hall. Um, and, and and really, I'll say featherweight, you know, uh, Jed and I, Jed Mishu and I just did an article. What was the toughest divisions uh, of 2020? He picked lightweight, which is fine. It usually is. I picked bantamweight. I thought this was a breakout year for bantamweights. Featherweight lost a few big matchups this year that I think if they had gone through, we'd be talking about featherweight as having one of the toughest, like most exciting years of uh, 2020. But yeah, my, my number one pick, I think of all these, ah, oh, man, yeah, years of beat. And I, and I hope it, it is still in, in the works. My number one is a no-brainer. And... We're not going to actually cue it, but cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. I will remember you. 
It's a fight we've been wanting for years and years, and now it's never going to happen. Habib versus Tony Ferguson. It's just a fight that never happened, and there needs to be documentaries made about why it didn't happen. A 30 for 30 for everything that happened along the way. And it's sad that we missed it for another year when it was on the books. And it's a whole different sadness saying this, AK, knowing one, it's never going to happen. And two, after what Charles Oliveira did to Tony Ferguson at UFC 256, we probably saw an outlier of how that fight would have gone down over the years. So that is my number one AK. But there's a part of me, in a weird way, as, as, as sad as this number one started, I'm almost relieved that when we do these lists moving forward, we don't have to mention this fight anymore. Never the Bronx's again. win and Habib's retirement. We got some closure here, AK, and I, I feel okay with that. Yeah, we, I mean, you you got as much closure as you can get in MMA when these sort of debates come up. Uh, I, I remember when, when Ferguson lost to Gaethje, I was still trumpeting. I still said, I still see a path for this fight to happen. But then the, the Nurmagomedov uh, win over Gaethje happens, the retirement, the will, will, even if he comes back, it really doesn't feel like it will be for a fight with uh, Ferguson. Not, not right now. It feels like it'll be one off and it's some sort of super fight that maybe we don't even, we can't even imagine right now. Um, but it, Ferguson just doesn't seem to fit in that picture. So in my notes, uh, in my honorable mentions notes, Mike, I had, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it, so I didn't make my list. I wrote down Khabib versus Ferguson, obligatory, in parentheses, <laughs> <laughs> and then a bullet point, a bullet point under it, it's officially dead. So, yes, you're right. Let, let us put the greatest fight to never happen to rest. I think, I think we, we cannot call it a, a missed uh, fight anymore, <laughs> a missed yes. opportunity anymore. It's, it's long missed. And look, there's there's a million other options for this particular category that we could have yes. used. So uh, give us your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter. Oh. Give us your picks. Do you got, you got more on this, AK? You want to throw out a got, couple I more long, honorable mentions? I got a lo- long list of honorable mentions. Give me give me five. Oh, I'm giving you. That's what you. Th- no, I'm giving you more. <laughs> but but uh, without commentary, without commentary. Okay, go ahead. Uh, a, a minimal commentary. Uh, uh, Davalos really uh, Howney Barcelos. We almost got that on December fifth. That would have been, oh my God. Again, Fantasy was freaking stacked this year. Hopefully that, that still fight still happens. That was insane. I'm uh, really sad we lost that one. The bigger Masvidal fight, I'm sad we didn't see. Uh, Leon Edwards, how is this fight not being made? But again, <laughs> but it's still, I mean, I, I don't even know if it was being discussed this year. I think that's, that's maybe more of a 20, uh, 2019. Uh, but I still, why is this one never happening? Uh, Damian Maia versus Diego Sanchez could still happen. Could still happen for both guys. I, I'm not sure what the holdup is. I swear both guys said they wanted it. Uh, another fight that was booked, uh, and I, I don't know, they might be going different paths now. Uh, Diego Fajera and Drew Dober would have been amazing. I like it. As would uh, Makhachev. I bring this up because Dober, of course, is fighting Makhachev now. And uh, Makhachev versus RDA, another one we missed out on, which uh, which probably worked out well for Dos Anjos, if we're being honest. I think he got a more favorable, more well-known matchup in uh, Paul Felder. Uh, I, I would have picked Makhachev to beat him. So... I regret not being able to see Makachev versus uh, Dos Anjos. Eh, maybe Dos Anjos team doesn't. Uh, another one that could still happen, but we just kind of lost out on another chance for it. Uh, Frankie Edgar versus Dominic Cruz. What, what, why, do, why are they not making... Why is this not happening? Why are we throwing these guys to the young guns? What are we doing? Legends League, people. Legends League. Come on. Apologize to anyone with headphones there. My, my voice got really high there for a second. I got excited. Uh... Uh, the other Yawn fight I wanted to see, I, 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 no one wants to see this fight anymore, but I really wanted to see it after this bizarre call. Uh, I wanted Marlon Marais should have gotten the title shot against uh, uh, Peter Yawn. The vacant vantage. It should have been Yawn versus Marais for the vacant title. 
Yes, Jan probably still wins. Maybe, maybe Moraes even less uh, puts on a, a, a poorer performance than uh, Aldo because Aldo really good in that fight. But I'm just saying, Marlon Moraes was the rightful uh, number one contender, and he got screwed. Uh, a couple more to throw out there: uh, Anthony Smith versus Luke Rockhold. This is a little selfish because we did see a lot of Anthony Smith this year. We got we got our Anthony Smith fill, and Anthony Smith did get a nice win against Clark. You know, to sort of close out, to kind of salvage his year, Devin Clark. Uh, but Smith versus Rockhold really seemed like the fight to make. I guess we don't know what's up with Rockhold. Maybe maybe he's taking time off. And if he's taking time off, by the way, to rest and recover and be fully healthy before he competes again, then my then more power to Luke Rockhold. Good for him for not rushing back in 2020. But that's a fight I thought we could have seen. Uh, and a couple more featherweight fights we missed out on, both with Nate Landwehr. These were booked, I think. Uh, Nate Landwehr versus Evloyev and Nate Landwehr versus Shane Young, both of which would have just been absolute bangers. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, for various reasons, those fights didn't happen. And oh, I'll mention one more, and I'll mention on a happy note because this fight will happen in 2021. I, I believe we, we do know this fight will happen, but I wish we'd seen it in 2020. Uh, Manel Cape and uh, Pantoja. That fight was going to be sick when it, when it was originally booked. It will be sick when it now finally goes down. So, ending on a positive note, we didn't know how to get everything we want in 2020, Mike, but uh, some of these fights have been rebooked, which is good. Like, and cro- fingers crossed, fingers crossed on Usman Burns. And in two weeks, we will uh, try to put some more good vibes in the air for fights that we need to see in 2021, and I'm looking forward to that. But give us your picks for fights we should have seen in 2020 on Twitter. He is at Alexander K. Lee. I am at Mike Heck underscore JR. And the final episode of On to the Next One for 2020 is just about in the books. We'll be back to kick off 2021 in a very fun and exciting way with our predictions. So, uh, But as we close the door on this program in 2020, AK... Any final thoughts on the year that was for this brand new show and its beginning since it kind of came out of nowhere? It was just a it was a write up. It was a, a long write up piece. It's like, I don't know, four to five thousand words a week. It was it was time consuming, but it was a lot of fun. And then this idea came across. What if you turn it into a podcast? And uh, I've been it's one of those things where, like, especially after a long event, you're just like, oh, it's you go to bed at 5 a.m. and you're like, oh, I got to wake up and record a podcast. But I never really like got upset about it. I was like, yeah, I got to drag my ass out of bed. But it was excitement because we were going to talk future fights. So I think this has been a lot of fun. Your 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 final thoughts on uh, on the beginnings of on to the next one, the podcast. And it's it's my favorite part of the week. It's this recording the show is my favorite part of the week. Uh, I, I know I've been getting some positive feedback on it. I believe you have as well. Uh, I know there's some people who would rather see a written version, but I'm, I'm, for everyone who's stuck with us and, and tried out and are listening now and, and, and uh, even listened to one episode and just gave it a shot, you know, I'm very grateful because I, I think people will see that we kind of this, – this has given us a platform to really expand on some of our matchmaking ideas, why we chose certain matchups instead of others. I think it's just a lot more comprehensive. Um, it, it'll be great one day, Mike, you know, when we're, when we're past this, uh, past this pandemic – and 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 people are more people are commuting again, and I I I really can't wait for the day when we're part of people's Monday morning commute. You know what I mean? Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whenever whenever they happen to listen to the show. I, I I'm really excited at the prospect of that. I want to be right up there with you know people listen to a an NPR you know podcast about how you know how pancakes are made in in uh, in in the in the desert or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's that to be part. Of, <clears throat> excuse me. To, I'm getting choked up here. I'm so emotional. <laughs> to be to be part of that podcast culture is really means a lot to me and uh for again for everyone who's listening uh, so 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 grateful if you chose to download us stream us whatever it is you're doing uh it has been really enjoyable and uh, you know we're going to work to keep making the show as good as it can be in uh, 2021 and, and even better going forward so really really great stuff 
And for those of you who are like, oh, 30 minutes, this wasn't long enough for me. Don't worry, next week we got you covered. So join us next week for the super fun prediction show. We're going to be buying and selling, burning questions. We'll be throwing out our fiery hot takes, predicting champions, predicting individual awards, etc. You will not want to miss this one, that's for sure. Until then, thank you for joining us. And as always, don't take it too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll see you right back here next week to preview 2021 right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.